What's up? It's Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Thanks for listening to the Under the Hood podcast presented by Coors Light. Stay inside and buy your Coors Light online. Find out how at get.coorslight.com. Coors Light, take time to chill. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Sports. From State Street and the First Midwest Bank Studio, this is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. WMVP Chicago. Go! Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Follow us on the gram at IGJHood and at ESPN underscore Chicago. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. CTA is temporarily suspending all bus and train services effective at 9.30 tonight. For the safety of riders and CTA employees, the suspension will remain in effect until 6 a.m. tomorrow. And the citywide curfew remains in effect from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. So an hour from now, we'll be under curfew again here in Chicago. That just coming across my phone and probably your phone as well. Glad that you're with me here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. The NFL family is greatly saddened by the tragic events across our country. The protesters' reaction to these incidents reflect the pain, anger, and frustration that so many of us feel. Our deepest condolences go out to the family of Mr. George Floyd and those who have lost loved ones, including the families of Breonna Taylor in Louisville, Ahmaud Arbery, the cousin of Tracy Walker of the Detroit Lions. As current events dramatically underscore, there remains much more to do as a country and as a league. These tragedies inform the NFL's commitment and our ongoing efforts. There remains an urgent need for action. We recognize the power of our platform and communities as part of the fabric of American society. We embrace that responsibility and are committed to continuing the important work to address the systemic issues together with our players, clubs, and partners. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. That was his tweet. Amongst all this with uh, George Floyd, that was his tweet. Filmmaker Ava DuVernay was one of the first to respond, and she says, Shame on you. This is beyond hollow and disingenuous. This is a lie. Your actions show who you are. And she goes on further. There's a lot of people that read Roger Goodell's thoughts on Twitter regarding George Floyd and thought, huh, hypocrite much? You see, when someone tells you what's on their mind, you should listen. That means anybody. When someone tells you what's on their mind, you should listen very closely. Colin Kaepernick, former quarterback of the National Football League, did something that was bold. Did something that he thought was right. Did something that he felt was righteous. Because he recognized, like many of us recognize, the issues between black people and police. He recognized that there's issues with the police department, not the entire police department in all cities and all states, but there are some that's in the police department that 
just don't understand that you should treat everyone fairly. You're there to serve and protect. That's exactly what you should do fairly to all Americans. Unfortunately, that's not the case with all police. And Colin Kaepernick was someone who recognized that. And so what Colin Kaepernick decided to do is take a knee on the field and told all of us of the systemic racism that are in some police departments in this country and tired of black people being killed by the police. He didn't do it for Twitter clicks as now former Fox broadcaster, Jason Whitlock would say as he's out on his ass on FS one doing his tap dance. Kaepernick was doing it because he felt that there was an issue an issue that we all knew some turned a blind eye to some thought, Oh, that's just a shame. We'll just keep it moving. Or in some were able to dig in a little bit more and say, you know what? This is wrong. Why does it keep happening generationally? Not just in 2020, but why does it continue to happen? Colin Kaepernick decided to be able to put this issue on the front burner. And you know what that did? That divided the country. Why is he disrespecting the flag? Why is he disrespecting America by taking a knee? Why is he doing that? He's doing it because he wants to show that there is some issues, many issues in this country when it comes to black people and the police. It's interesting Kaepernick continued to say this, not a lot, a lot of different media platforms, a ton of media platforms saying that I'm doing this because I've got to be able to shine a light on an issue that needs to be solved. But yet some said that's not the issue. He's disrespecting the flag. Well, what about the, the dead black people? No, he's disrespecting the flag. Well, wait. What, what about the people that are just getting shot and killed by police for no reason? Nope. He's disrespecting the flag. Wait, wait a minute. How come a kid with a toy gun is out there playing with, you know, out in the park and he gets shot? Nope. Nope. It's about the flag. What about the issue? He said, Nope. It's about the flag. What about George Floyd? No, it's about the, Oh, it's about George Floyd. It's about what Kaepernick was talking about the entire time. Anybody want to tell me that George Floyd's death is because of the flag? Now are you going to tell me that, that Colin Kaepernick was doing it because he hates America in which he's never said he's hated America. He had teammates also kneeling their teams. They were kneeling because of something that it was important to Colin Kaepernick. And instead of trying to, go through his life and try to figure out his background and try to find out who his girlfriend is on the radio and trying to find out what's he really all about. Colin Kaepernick continues to give his money away to try to help people in this country to get them jobs, to get them suited and booted, to get them some great clothes to wear all these different things to try to help people. Every time you look around, Kaepernick's trying to help people. But yet, there's got to be some underlying message, right? He's doing it for the clicks, right, Whitlock? Who's out on his ass at FS1? 
the reason why that Kaepernick was doing these things is to be able to talk about something that is very difficult for some. And that is how to be able to solve this issue, this gulf between black people and the police. That's what the conversation was about. That's what his movement was about. And what did the Kaepernick get for trying to shine a light on something like this? He got blackballed out of the league. I know the conversations. Oh my God. The endless conversations about his one loss record and his ability or inability to play in the national football league. Oh, all these things were coming up instead of just focusing on the issue of black people and police and how this relationship can get better. The relationship between police and citizens, how that can get better. That's the conversation, not kneeling and disrespecting the flag. The same people that talk about disrespecting the flag always disrespect the flag. It's just, you, you got it in your back pocket. It's just always on the ground. You couldn't care less about it. It's about the issue. When someone tells you, this is my issue, you should listen. And then here comes Roger Goodell in the National Football League with their statement. A little too late for that. Actually, a lot too late for that. Because it rings hollow. Roger Goodell made his bed with the owners. And was steadfast in the belief that what Colin Kaepernick did was wrong. Don't try to trot out Jay-Z to try to kind of stem the tide. Because that doesn't work. The old sheriff of the National Football League decided that this is the direction he's going to go. And now, here you go talking about the tragic events across our country. Nah, doesn't work the same. Doesn't feel the same. So... As we take a look at this George Floyd story, just remember, just remember that Kaepernick, amongst many others that were activists, wanted to be able to tell everyone this is wrong. You have two choices in life. There's two lanes. It's either doing the right thing or the wrong thing. I would prefer to be on the right side instead of the wrong side. To say that it's wrong for police to shoot people and kill people, especially that are unarmed and, and innocent, and the video shows it, that's been on the right side. Once again, this is not a referendum or a negative, a negative thought on police, all police. Of course not. But I also will not give you this commentary about bad apples, as I told Henry Lake in our last segment. I'm not doing the bad apples thing. That's BS. You don't decide to take an oath and hit 215. You got to hit as close to a thousand as possible. And so I'm glad that Colin Kaepernick and now some people have opened their eyes and go, oh, this was what he was talking about. Yeah, he was right the entire time. I told you so. He told you so. Nah, it's about the flag. Nah. Terrence Floyd, who was the brother of the late now George Floyd, 
was amongst those that was pleading for uh, the violent protest to end in Minneapolis when he was with so many in Minneapolis, just trying to speak to the protesters and the well-wishers that were there to honor the memory of George Floyd. Let's now go back in time earlier today and hear from Terrence Floyd, the brother of the late George Floyd. I understand y'all upset. But like it was already said, I doubt y'all and uh, y'all, y'all half as upset as I am. So if I'm not over here wilding out, if I'm not over here blowing up stuff, if I'm not over here messing up my community, come on. Then what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Y'all doing nothing. Because that's not going to bring my brother back at all. It may feel good for the moment, just like when you drink. But when it comes down, you're going to wonder, you're going to wonder what you did. That's right. Listen. My family is a peaceful family. My family is God-fearing. Amen. Yeah, we upset. But we're not going to take it. We're not going to be repetitious. In every case of police brutality, the same thing has been happening. Y'all protest. Y'all destroy stuff. And if they don't move, you know why they don't move? Because it's not their stuff, it's our stuff. So they want us to destroy our stuff. Come on, Doc. They're not going to move. Listen, so let's do this another way. That's right. Come on down, brother. Let's do this another way. Y'all right. Let's do this another way. Let's stop thinking that our voice don't matter. That's right. And vote. There you go. Not just vote for the president, vote for the preliminaries, vote for everybody. yourself. Don't wait for somebody else to tell you who's who. Educate yourself and know who you're voting for. And that's how we're going to hit them. Because it's it's a lot of us. It's a lot of us. That's right. It's a lot of us. And we still going to do this peacefully. Because that's when they, that's when we're going to get them. Because we're going to fool them. Yeah. They think we're going to do this. They think we're going to do something. And we're going to switch it on them. Right. Let's switch it up, y'all. Let's switch it up. Yes. Amen. Do this peacefully. Please. You're listening to Under the Hood. Get the ESPN Chicago app for podcasts and the live stream from anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Download in the app store today. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Coming up at 840, we will go to Columbus, Ohio to find out what's going on with the seventh night of protests for George Floyd. Uh, But right now, let's go to Santa Monica, California, our combat, combat sports 
expert Ray Flores joins us here on ESPN 1000. Ray, uh, as always, I appreciate your time. Uh, I just want to find out first and foremost, uh, are you safe? What's going on? Jonathan, I hope you and your family and all the listeners at ESPN are safe. I am safe here in Santa Monica, but these are very scary times in, in our country. And uh, literally, I have never experienced anything like that in my life to the kind of pandemonium and commotion which took place all day yesterday and throughout the night here in Santa Monica. Well, I, I want to find out uh, firsthand because you're right there. I was reading the L.A. Times this morning and some stories about, um, first of all, the looting and just uh, some of the protests. Can you paint a picture of, of what's around you as far as the looting in stores and such? Jonathan, it is, it's destruction all over. But what I'll tell you is that yesterday it started off great when it came to the peaceful protests and, and those that were, you know, honoring the memory of George Floyd and others that have been, you know, the you know, the issues that we are seeing brought up within our country. And the, the protests were happening for about 45 minutes and up and down Santa Monica. And it was great to see and people were walking together and and in solidarity for that, that, that a change needs to happen. And this needs to happen across the board. But then about an hour into it, uh, you know, a, a group started splintering off and they started looting businesses and, and causing all kinds of pandemonium. Just to give you an idea from my perspective, uh, an hour into the demonstrations, I went to go out to, to, to throw out the trash in my alleyway and I go to open up the door and I saw people that were looters that were gathering together to concoct a plan and I had to immediately, I couldn't even throw out my trash because they were very combative. They didn't say much to me, but I closed the door immediately. It, it just, it, it's a sad time, Jonathan, when I can't even throw out the trash in my alleyway because I fear for my safety. Because, you know, there are some individuals who feel that, you know, it is on their right to go ahead and cause pandemonium. Ray Flores in Santa Monica, California, giving us um, some information about George Floyd and the protests, uh, as well as the looters with us here on Under the Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Ray, I, I um, need to find out from your standpoint the um, the protesters, because here's where there's confusion for some. The the difference between protesters and looters, there's protesters and you see looters and rebel rousers that are kind of mixed into everything. So when you talk about the protests, what stood out about that? Where did you see them and, and how peaceful was it? So the, the protesters, the protesters went up and down Ocean Avenue, which is our main street, which is right by the beach. And you can see the beautiful water. And they were walking up and down and police were there making sure everyone was behaving themselves and, and everything was fine. And they were walking around the neighborhoods all together. You know, they had signs and they were chanting. And I love that about America. That's, you know, the diversity is, is wonderful. And they were getting across their message. And we were watching this on TV. And I was telling my girlfriend, I go, this is great what we're seeing. Like, you know, they can come to, to cities and, and be okay with them. But I do not classify the people that are looting and, and causing riots and, and, you know, going ahead and assaulting other law-abiding citizens 
that's a whole nother different group of individuals. Um, there were over 400 arrests made in Santa Monica. 95% of them were from out of town. So they were not from this area or currently live in the area. So they're two different entities. And that's what people are, are failing. You know, I feel like it's getting lost is that the protests are fine and wonderful, but it's the looters and those that are causing anarchy, which are the problem within the United States. Um, you, you haven't been in Santa Monica long, right? But I think you can get a somewhat of a lay of the land as far as um, the relationship between police and citizens in that city, in the Los Angeles uh, area. What uh, can, can you identify uh, uh, for us what the relationship is like with police and citizens? Look, everything when it comes to, especially in this beach town, we're on the west side of Los Angeles. It's a very, it's, it's a, we work hand in hand together. You know, I am a minority living here in Santa Monica. And I've never had any issues uh, whatsoever, Jonathan. So uh, one thing I will tell you, though, is that these individuals who are causing this kind of mayhem, uh, there were so many of them that the police were outnumbered by those who were doing this. But again, I, we cannot lose the message of the, honoring the memory of George Floyd and, and what has happened. Change needs to happen across the board. But for these looters and those that are inciting these terrible times, they need to be dealt with accordingly by law enforcement because it's not fair to what they're doing. They're tearing down minority-owned businesses along with just every single business for that matter. It's just – it's a shame, Jonathan, and I never felt afraid for any situation, but I legitimately felt or was worried about my safety if individuals started setting fires to the residential neighborhood, which I am from one of our major streets here in Santa Monica. Ray Flores, our combat sports expert living in Santa Monica, giving us uh, information about uh, what's going on in the streets of Santa Monica with me, Jonathan Hood, on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. I want to find out also, Ray, your thoughts about the the George Floyd incident um, with him dying. I, I just... I've been saying on the show a lot here that um, this cannot feel normal. This cannot be one of these situations where, oh, it's another black man that dies at the hands of the police. And so we just keep it moving. I just think that um, this feels different to me uh, with, with the protests that are happening across the country. All 50 states had some kind of protests and some got ugly and some did not. Um, so I, I just want to get your overall thoughts on Floyd and the death uh, that he suffered at the hands of police in Minneapolis. It, it saddens me. It's upsetting to me. It is despic despicable acts that took place, Jonathan. But it is a, it's a system that needs to be reformed across the board. And, and how do we do that, in my opinion? We do that with peaceful protest. We do that by working with law enforcement. They need to be more open to things. I know that they're... You know, good people and bad people across the board. So I have people that I know that are good police officers, and, and I don't know any bad ones for that matter. And, and it's just we need to weed them all out and hold them more accountable for their actions. Uh, it, I believe Chris Rock said the case, I fly over 100,000 miles a year. My pilot that I fly on my airline 
he cannot have a bad day at the office because it could cost me my life. The same way when police officers, um, especially when, when with what happened in this situation, he, he, had, he cannot, you can't afford to have a bad day in that regard, especially when the man was defenseless. That is such a big issue that we need to address. But also, Jonathan, for those that have any issues with things or whatever, when it comes to leadership, because I've heard a talk about leadership, go out and vote. If you don't like the leadership, go out and vote and, and let your voice be heard. The peaceful protests are having their voice heard, but then you also have the right to go out and vote and make your vote be known at the polls. Ray, that's very well said. And um, looking at the coverage in Los Angeles and also in Santa, Santa Monica, it looks like uh, looks like the cleanup is started. And because back home here in Chicago, your your hometown here, it's uh, it's gotten better as far as the cleanup. People are coming together and, and sweeping and cleaning up the the glass and boarding up uh, some of these uh, businesses that were looted. And so uh, there's this real sense of community here at home. I know you'd be proud to know that. Well, Jonathan, I, it, it pained me to see what was happening in Chicago. Uh, it pains me to see what's going on across the country. And we need to come together as a society. And it's like it, the time is now for us to be better for all of us. And, and yes, for you know the, the situation that happened in Minneapolis cannot happen again. I hope it does not happen again. We need to stand by, you know, the African American community and say enough is enough. But also, we need to come together across the board and say enough is enough towards Americans when it comes to uh, these kind of situations with law enforcement. And, and and hopefully, we can turn the page and head into the second half of 2020 more unified because I feel like our country is being more divided by the day, and that is not the answer. The one thing I'll tell you, Jonathan, across the board, I do not believe in violence at all. The only violence I condone is that in the boxing and the MMA cage. That's the only violence under athletic sanctioning rules. But when violence happens, it's just I cannot condone it at any stretch of the imagination, no matter who it is. If you're if you're blue, if you're yellow, whatever your color, creed, race, religion, denomination is, it's not OK. And it needs to be addressed. Ray, as always, I appreciate your time. And hopefully next time we talk, we'll be under different circumstances as we talk about the octagon, the ring. So I'm just glad you gave us your perspective to let us know what's going on out there. Jonathan, thank you guys so much and stay safe during these turbulent times. And hopefully we can move forward to more peaceful times towards uh, the summertime. So thank you again and, and stay safe, my friend. I really appreciate it. And as uh, Ray Flores, our combat sports expert, does a great job uh, on the UFC and the uh, boxing beat with us here on Under the Hood. Coming up, Tales from the Hood is next. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Follow on Twitter at TweetJHood. What do you got there? This is your car. My car? I said a 10-second car, not a 10-minute car. Pop the hood. Pop the hood? Pop the hood. Tales from the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Here we go. Tales from the Hood, right here on ESPN 1000, the brand new ESPN Chicago app. We will go to Columbus, Ohio, uh, coming up and find out what's going on in Columbus, Ohio with CC because, Eric, you know, CC is always doing the most. That's what she says. <laughs> I believe it. 
Chantel Cook. I guess I got to give her government name, right? Um, an IMS graduate working on uh, Power Radio in Columbus uh, as a DJ, and she's gonna. She was part of a protest in Columbus, Ohio. So we'll talk to CC, who's always doing the most, coming up in our next segment. A very special Tales from the Hood because we have another member of the Under the Hood family. Ladies and gentlemen, Eric Ostrowski's baby. Yeah. Congratulations. I uh, Thank you. We are over the moon excited. This is something that we both have wanted for a while, and we just started trying, and uh, bang, here we are. I think it was maybe more than one bang, but nonetheless. It was, it, according to uh, the, the date, <laughs> it may have been the first bang that we tried. <laughs> to be honest, it may have been the first or second attempt. <laughs> it just was just bang. All right, well, that's, that's a big that's a bang theory that yeah. I didn't know about. And then um, just this weekend, so like technology is incredible now. So like we did like a DNA test to where you can find out if they have like just any underlying like symptoms or diseases or anything. Mm-hmm. And within that, you find out the sex of your baby. So, like, by week 10 of her pregnancy, we knew this, like, we got the envelope with the gender of the baby in it. So we've been sitting on it for, like, three weeks. And then we found out we did the whole gender reveal yes. this weekend. And um, it was a blast. We found out we're having a baby girl. Who told you he's going to have a girl? You did. You called it. Boom. I would say that. That's, I told you it's going to be a girl. You I did. I had that feeling because I had two choices, and so I just flipped the coin, <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I think you're going to have a girl. There it is. So, like, so we had everyone like vote. Like It was just family that came on Saturday to a park to do the reveal, and it was like... Seventy some percent of the like of everyone that came all thought it was gonna be a boy, so it was a little oh. surprise. It was fun. Wow, I would have could have made some money off that family of yours. Yeah, right. Let's make a pool out of it. <laughs> I would have been. I would have cleaned up because I I had girl last uh, Monday. I yeah, you did. You're way out. Definitely. Yeah, so I, that's what was. So congratulations, Eric. I'm very happy for you. And Thank you. We are. We are very excited. And, and speaking of excited boy, what a what a country your your daughter's oh. gonna be. <laughs> Well, like, so we were planning on trying around this time, and then the coronavirus started. So it's like we have a COVID baby, but we were going to try to have a baby at the same time no matter what. So whatever, corona, it's fine. The jokes are there. The odd thing is, and like, which has kind of sucked personally, is I'm not allowed to go to any of the doctor's appointments. So I'm yet to go see an ultrasound. She'll just take her phone out and she records it for me. So I'm watching a recording of the the grainy video type thing. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're they're not allowed. Nope, it's limited amount of people as possible right now. See, that's so different. It I is mean, so weird. This is, this is the world we live in right now. It's so strange. And, like, I, it's, it's, uh, the due date is December 3rd, and if this is all still going on, like, we will have to, like, isolate ourselves for two weeks before going to the hospital for the birth because that's, like, the guidance. And then we go in and we get tested and stuff like that in order to go into the hospital. Okay, well, now that I know that at the date I need you to uh, mark, book uh, Mark Eversley yep. and Arturis Karnaschovas, <laughs> well, because the season's starting, so I need you to get that done now, so that way you're free and clear. There we go. I'll get it out of the way. Okay, I need Absolutely. that. I need a couple of, uh, for, of college football guests for Chicago's College Tailgate. I need you to do that for me. <laughs> so I just so so I'm just gonna so make sure this is all booked now because when you get busy, you know you won't have time. Right, my hands will be full. All right, so I, I need this. I need these guests ready, Eric, ready to go. <laughs> that way, when you're gone, I can just call up our tourists myself on yes. that phone and tra- transfer them over myself. <laughs> uh, if I had that number, we'd call our tourists right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. I, those are the guests that I'm looking for. Well, 
I tell you what, man. I, I haven't gotten your perspective, but you know, we've been talking on and off. It's just really difficult right now. Just, it's just the coverage. It's it's just ongoing. It's going on right now, as a matter of fact, where the marches and um, people are going into buildings. I I haven't been able to turn the TV off in what I feel like is a week, but it's probably been like four days. I've just been glued to it for the rhetoric around it. Like social media is a total mess right now. Everyone is an expert. Everyone knows what everyone else is thinking. And it's really frustrating to be on Facebook and Twitter and everything right now is, is really frustrating. I I just... The under, like You have to understand where people are coming from in this situation. And if you don't, what I've always done as, some, as a white boy who grew up in the suburbs, and I actually teach a bunch of students from the south side and the west side, is I just straight up tell them, I don't know, like, educate me, please. Like, I don't know. What do you mean by that? Like, when you say this, what do you mean? Like, I've learned a lot by being open about my ignorance. And I think that's something that people are so afraid of their ignorance that it's just underlying and it's always going to be there. They're not going to say anything. They just know it's there. If you ask questions, you'll learn. You'll get a different perspective. Like I, I grew up in a very privileged area. Like I, I didn't have any issues. We don't, we didn't have to lock our doors, any of that stuff. But I have learned from just by talking and being open with people. Yeah. Well, the communication is the key to all of it, and just to be able to learn from one another, not hating on one another because just because your background's different. Exactly. So I, t- I totally understand it. It's a, it's a great point. Uh, we're going to go to um, D.C. and L.A. and hear from Clinton Yates coming up at 9 o'clock. Coming up next, we find out what's happening in Columbus, Ohio. There was protests and riots uh, taking place in Columbus, Ohio. We hear from C.C. Uh, coming up next. This is Under the Hood. Under the Hood podcasts are available now on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Available on your device now. This is ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the brand new ESPN Chicago app. So glad you're with us on this very special Under the Hood uh, we're talking about the death of George Floyd, and uh, we are going now to Columbus, Ohio. CeCe's always doing the most on Power 107.5 and 106.3, and CC joins us right here on ESPN 1000 to tell us the Columbus, Ohio perspective. CeCe, I appreciate you as always. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jay Hood. I want to get your thoughts uh, on your initial reaction to the George Floyd story. When you first heard about it, what was your reaction? Um, my first reaction was just like, we just, you know, black people just came to get a break, even in the global pandemic. Um, we're trying to survive this pandemic. A lot of people are struggling right now and, and we still have to witness and fight against police brutality. It is, it's just unbelievable right now. Just, uh, I guess some of the things I've been talking about, CC, is that, you know, this is not just some one-off or just some isolated story. This has been going on Mm -hmm. for generations and generations. And with George Floyd, this story happened in Minneapolis. It just, you know, once again, the issue and the big thing that has to be brought up is if there's no video, we're not doing all this, you know, and I think the video Mm -hmm. speaks for itself. The video speaks for itself and the video should be enough evidence for not just Minneapolis, but for all the states and federal to see that this is 
a real thing. This is not a made-up thing. This is not an isolated thing. This is happening over and over and over again. And this is not the first time, like with George Floyd, we have seen a black man or a black woman taken down and murdered in broad daylight by the police. You know what I'm saying? So this is why it's getting aggravating is because just like Eric Garner, just like with Lando Castro and with countless and countless of other people, you have it recorded. It's on tape. And still people want to argue that people want to fight against justice and people are refusing to reform the police system because that's what has to happen. The police system has to get reformed. CC with us here from Power 1075 1063 in Columbus, Ohio, with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. CC, um, this weekend in Columbus, could you paint a picture for us on what you saw, the coverage, and what it was like in Columbus uh, as far as protesters? Well, at first, it seemed like it was very one sided as protesters were being very aggressive, which in certain isolated situations, they were being aggressive. Um, usually that would happen at night here in Columbus. Um, but I went to a protest Saturday afternoon. It was um, in downtown Chicago, Broad and Front Street. And I would have to say that protest was very peaceful. Um, there is definitely a difference between the police that, you know, are wearing the regular uniform. They're letting people talk, protest say what they have to say and are not, you know, antagonizing them, not invading their space. They're not talking back. They're allowing people to exercise their right to protest, which is, again, a right that the people of this country have. However, it seems like every time the riot gear <laughs> police come down, it's antagonizing. They want to start shooting off weapons. They want to start shooting off rubber bullets. I mean, one of my roommates that I lived with got hit. It wasn't even a rubber, something made out of wood, it, like a pellet. So it's like, you know, people want to be peaceful, but sometimes the police are antagonizing the crowd to get, have the crowd give them, their, in their mind, a reason to become more aggressive. And it is unfortunate, like we see in a lot of cities, that some people are taking what's going on in Minneapolis as an excuse to also go down and loot businesses. And it's definitely sad to see it happening to Black-owned businesses, which has also happened here in Columbus, which is also creating some mixed emotions with people. A lot of people don't agree with that. So, But overall, I would say we do have the National Guard now in Columbus it's been mm -hmm. they've been here since Sunday and things overall have become more and more peaceful CC you mentioned you broke up a little bit but I, I want to make sure it's clear that you said that you're at a protest and you said that you, your roommate was was shot by it was not a rubber pellet but you felt like something it felt like something different out of the gun right it, it looks like it looks like a wooden pellet it's like if you take like a wine cork and just blow it up like 10 times the size of that. And it's hard. Like you can't, it's, it's just like a big wooden pellet. And that's what they're calling it out here. I don't know what the 
term for it would be, but it's not a rubber bullet. It's like a wooden pellet, and it actually hit her. Mm. And she and she's still sore to this day from it. it. It really hurts, and it's just like you know tear gas and everything. It's like if people are not invading your space, if people are not trying are not threatening you verbally or physically. There's no reason why the police should be taking matters like that in their hands. Like you got like especially with the police, they get up early in the morning, they know what streets to block off to give protesters those areas to protest. If they're coming and they're practicing their right to protest without violating any laws, there's no reason for y'all to antagonize it and turn up the volume on them to get aggressive. CC from Power 107.5 and 106.3 in Columbus, Ohio, with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Um, CC, you've been in, in Columbus for a few years now, so you've got a, a, a kind of a lay of the land uh, in Columbus. What, how would you characterize the relationship between black people and the police overall in that city? Well, I would have to say I'm, I'm definitely uh, I didn't know much about Columbus, Ohio before moving here. And I didn't think Columbus, Ohio had issues when it came to police brutality. But unfortunately, I I am very wrong. There has been incidences with the police when it comes to police brutality. And overall, according to some studies and some reports that are out there, Columbus police are ranked in the top five or in the top ten when it comes to, you know, unlawful activity within the black community. But I know that for the radio station I work at, Power 107.5, we do have, you know, examples of good cops and good policemen and women who want to help us when it comes to community events, you know, trying to bridge the gap between the police force and the community. So, yes, pe- people are not scared of the police. People are not scared to call 911 because they're afraid that instead of them coming to protect and to serve, they're coming down to hunt them down, as a lot of people say. And, you know, they're like, I feel like it's like this in a lot of cities. There's good cops, there's bad cops. Mm-hmm. However, when are the good cops going to finally take the bad cops out or make people accountable for the bad decisions and the bad actions that they make while wearing the shield? So I feel like Columbus is no exception to a lot of other cities when it comes to police brutality. Um, Is it as bad as other cities? I can't really say, but I know that we do have a lot of work to do in Columbus, Ohio. Cece, what have you heard about uh, home? Because you are from uh, Detroit, uh, Detroit area. So what have you heard about um, Detroit uh, during this weekend? Uh, I know Detroit had some protests downtown. Unfortunately, I did hear on the news that a 19-year-old boy was shot and killed. They're saying it was not by the police. It, 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 they're trying. They're still investigating it. Mm-hmm. They're not sure who um, opened fired on a crowd of people and ended up killing the 19-year-old. But there has been, of course, some looting people protesting and you know of course detroit they also have their own issues and problems with the police as well 
Yeah. So I feel like it's a nationwide thing at this point. I mean, you're seeing Salt Lake City, <laughs> Utah, mm-hmm. of all places, protesting police brutality. So. Well, I'll, I'll just to piggyback on that, though, Cece. So to me, this particular death has hit home and, and hits differently this time than ones in the past. Cause there's so many stories, even from this year of those that were, that was died at the hands of police by, for no reason, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the African-American, either w- women or men that have died mm-hmm. for no reason. So this hits differently because I saw those videos from Salt Lake. I know that every state in the union had some kind of protest. And that to me, right. that, that, that tells you a lot. Does it not? It definitely tells me a lot. It tells me a lot that a lot of people, not just the black community, but white people, Hispanic people, people of all walks of life are witnessing and waking up to the fact that, okay, this is ridiculous. This is absolutely, there's no way. Like, even if George Floyd did something wrong, you had him handcuffed, you put him in the car, and you take him to jail. There was no need for that officer to use that force. And to go out of his way and put his knee on his on the back of his neck and kill him. There was no reason for that. No matter what George did, he did not deserve to die. And to see people across the country trying to protest and do their part to force not just Minneapolis, but the country to realize that this is a problem. And until this is not a problem for the black community, it's all of our problems. We all have a part to play in this. You know what I'm saying? Because it's going, it touches everybody. It touches See, everybody, regardless if you believe that or not. Yeah. CC, so what are you going to do on your show? Usually you've got, uh, you're spilling the tea on everybody on your show, telling all, <laughs> all the stuff that's going on, all the rumor and innuendo about Hollywood and black Hollywood. So what do you do on your show? What do you do on power now to be able to talk to the people in Columbus? You know, we've been really having open dialogue with the community. We are doing our best to be that platform for people to engage and get things off their chest. You know, I always open the phone lines for my listeners to say, hey, even if you don't want this on air, if you just need somebody to talk to because you're watching the news and you're just frustrated, talk to me. Like, I feel media, like, it's cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're doing sports. That's cool. But sometimes we have um, we have a platform that we also have to use for good. Because sometimes life is bigger than sports. It's bigger than entertainment. It's, what's going on right now is not more important than what celebrity couple broke up today and is having a messy breakup on IG and slandering each other today on IG. Mm-hmm. Sometimes life is more important than what team beat what team in this sport. Oh, you're certainly right about that. There's no question. I'm glad that I was able to connect with you, CC, because I just wanted to find out why, after watching the coverage in Columbus, what was going on, and you really gave us um, an insight of what's going on. So uh, I'm prayerful that all is well uh, with you, especially in that city, and uh, hope I get a chance to talk to you on, on better circumstances, that's for sure. Right. And, you know, Chicago's my second home, so I just want everybody to be safe, and I hope everybody is being safe, and hope things in Chicago get better, because I know the 
there's issues with the Chicago PD. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But also, if you do live in Columbus, Ohio, we do have resources. And if you go to mycolumbuspower.com, we've been having a lot of resources on the website for protesters and just for people to be more engaged with the things that are going on in Columbus in particular. Cece, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's uh, Cece from uh, Power 107.5 in Columbus with us here as you're listening to Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. This is Under the Hood with 